0: Welcome back to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. This is a place for candid conversations about what our church community is learning, what is going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as followers of Jesus. My name is Brooke, and this is episode number 43. 43. Now, normally, you would hear a low, bassy voice here next to me, but... um, I'm all by myself. So today's going to be a little short, it's going to be a little different because it's just me and I'm not going to sit here and monologue, that's not really my thing, although I am going to talk for a minute, so bear with me. Uh, Lauren uh, is not here with me today. Basically, we had planned on a normal full episode for today, but um, the people that I had planned on being here with us, um, are uh, at least least on the podcast today, um, are experiencing some medical issues, so uh, feel free to pray for Lauren as he's dealing with a pinched nerve in his back and... Uh, And and among other things that are going on around us, um, basically we needed to change our plans. So I wanted to, Go ahead and take a minute, and uh, still have this episode. Thought I'd let you let you in on um, a little bit more of what we've been talking about. So, if you have been listening for the past couple of weeks, or you've been here on a Sunday for the past couple of services or past couple Sundays, um, we've been talking about an upcoming Sunday in December fifth that we're com- calling Compassion Sunday. So, this is a week that weekend is going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's not going to look quite like normal. Um, we've partnered with Compassion International to be our... Wing of the global side of the outside the walls efforts that we have here. So we've talked about some ways that uh, that we've had some people around um, the church getting involved outside the walls of the church, whether that was through Thanksgiving or we talked about the uh, the, the the blankets being made for one of the schools. Um, we've had some people that have uh, helped get some work done around phased in and among uh, plenty of other things. So, but that makes it a little bit more difficult when you start to think about the, uh, the global side of our outside the walls. So in the past, we've been connected with, uh, some missionaries over the seas. Some of, um, some of those we are still supporting and, uh, even an orphanage in Mexico. Um, but that's since been shut down. So, uh, in today's world, that becomes a little bit more difficult. So some of those connections, um, you can still make them online or in some ways, but if you want to do more than write a check, this, that becomes a little difficult. So, um, We've we've partnered with Compassion International to uh, to do this on the outside. So I wanted to give you a foundation of who and what Compassion International is for those of you that are like me and you don't have any idea because I didn't up until you know uh, the, the recent last couple of months. So. A couple of weeks ago, I was blessed, my wife and I were blessed to be able to take a chance to uh, go on a couple of day trip to learn about compassion, uh, about who they are, about what they do. And um, so I asked their church relations regional guy that's over our area to come and sit down with me here on the podcast. So that's what we're going to do today. I want to give you a little bit of information, and then we're going to have an interview um, with Steve. So if you don't know anything about Compassion International, Um, or what they're all about, this will be a great starting point for you. If you want to know more, you can always go visit their website. That is compassion.com. But I would say this, they are all about child sponsorship and releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. And that can be awesome and super exciting, but don't do it yet. Okay, so bear with me. Don't do it yet. Basically, what's going to happen is, um, uh, so as as I said, a few um, minutes, that, that weekend is going to be different, okay? So the December 5th weekend will, will be different. Um, we're going to have our normal service times at 9, 15, and 11. That won't change. But we will have what they call the compassion journey here on the campus as well. So if you've never heard of that before, it's basically a walkthrough experience where you can see and hear what a typical child um, living in, in poverty on less than $2 a day basically lives through. So there's an audio guide that walks you through it all. It only takes about 20 minutes. This could be a great way to um, see beyond what we live in here, uh, here in the United States, and maybe even a great way to expose your kids to the fact that not everybody lives like we do. So um, at the end of that, and and just basically on that weekend, we will have the, the opportunity to Um, to sponsor some children, but we are doing that as a church together, and so they have gathered these kids together from a specific area in Mexico, and uh, Steve will talk about that here in a little bit. Um, But don't go do it right now, because then you're just going to get uh, you're just going to pick some kid from around the world. Now, if you want to do that, I'm not going to tell you, you you shouldn't do that by any means because you can go do that. But what we're going to do here is sponsor a bunch of kids from one specific location because that gives us the opportunity that down the road, maybe we would have the ability to take a trip down there and experience where they live and their culture and get to see them and uh, and, and hug those kids that we're sponsoring. Um, so you may have seen the ads on Facebook. Um, they've been circulating. circulating. Circulating around for the last couple of weeks um, that are specifically about the journey, Um, you will have to. You'll need to register for a time slot, and so I'll put the link in the show notes for that. Um, The journey is basically it's open to the public from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturday, the fourth, December fourth, and then again on Sunday, December fifth, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And so if you're interested in helping us make that happen, um, you can send me an email. My email is bjames at colonialchurch.com. Um, we'll be setting it up Friday afternoon, and then we'll be tearing it all down on Sunday afternoon. So there's opportunities before and after, as well as spots to help host, if you uh, specifically hosting the event throughout the day on Saturday or, or on Sunday as well. Um, so especially if you, uh, if you know about uh, compassion or you love compassion, you've done this before, maybe you've been to an event before, you can come be a part of it and you can come jump in and help us make it happen. That would totally be cool too. So over the next couple of weeks, you're going to see some videos on Sundays, as well as you're going to hear some more people here on the podcast and on stage um, on the weekends that uh, that have experienced and love compassion. So keep a lookout for that. If you want to be a part of making compassion, the compassion experience happen, email me and let me know. Uh, if nothing else, Go on Facebook, like it, and share the, uh, the the Compassion posts because they are specific to um, what's happening here at Colonial Church. So this has been a shortened version of the E6 podcast from Colonial Church. You can always get more information about Colonial at ColonialChurch.com or from our app in the App Store, or the Google Play Store. We'd love to hear from you. Send us your comments, your feedback, your questions to podcast at ColonialChurch.com. Thanks for listening, and we will pick up the conversation again next week with a full crew. But for now... Let's get to the interview with Steve from Compassion. Well, so I'm here with uh, Steve Ayler. Steve is from Compassion International. How you doing, man?
1: Doing good, man. Good. Doing all right. Good.
0: Hey, uh, so start us off. Tell me what is you what is your role at Compassion? What do you do?
1: All right, yeah. So my role with Compassion is I get to serve churches and pastors in the central U.S. So I live here in the Dallas-Fort Worth metroplex, and I get to serve churches in Dallas-Fort Worth and then the entire state of Oklahoma. And so what that essentially means is I get to meet with pastors, and I get to tell them about what compassion is, and I also get to tell them what compassion isn't, along with those okay. uh, conversations that we have. So uh, it's a great privilege to work with churches and pastors, and I love it.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Well, we'll get into some of that in a little bit. Um uh, you 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 are a part of this now because we are coming up on um, our Compassion Sunday that we're doing. We just announced it this past weekend, and uh, so it's coming up on December fifth, and we're gonna we're gonna launch into this. But so for somebody that's never heard of Compassion International, um, what is how did, how did it start? What, start take us back to the beginning.
1: All right, yeah. So a little story time, huh? Yes. So there we you get go. to take you all the way back, mm-hmm. and so Compassion International started. Uh, back in the Korean War, Uh, and we had our founder, uh, Everett Swanson, was uh, a traveling uh, evangelist. He was a pastor, and he was in Korea, and he was ministering to the soldiers and the people that were out there uh, on the front lines, and while he was there, he noticed on one particular morning that the trucks were coming by the streets and just picking up bags and rags and just trash and throwing them in the back of a pickup truck. And so what he noticed as he looked closer is he noticed that those were kids, uh, a lot of them that had passed uh, the night before. In, in the, the cold, bags, in the in trash. The, in the cold weather. Right. Wow. So they were seeking shelter. They were trying to get warm. And in the process they had passed and they were being thrown mm. into trash. And so Everett really just kind of had a, had a burden right then and there about yeah. those that were orphaned mm-hmm. from the Korean War. And so Uh, He would come back to the States, and he would tell these stories, and he would tell uh, others about what he had seen. And the whole time that he would tell these stories is the Lord just kind of pressed upon his heart, what are you going to do about it?
0: Mm. Um,
1: You've seen now um, uh, what your eyes have kind of seen you know, in Korea and the kids that are suffering there, the orphans. Uh, But what are you going to do about it? And so out of that, um, Compassion International uh, started. It started as an orphanage, but as As time would have it, uh, we're not an or, or we're not an orphanage uh, per se, but we do help those that are the poorest of the poor and the kids, and that's our strategy. And so it all started there. And then you fast forward now sixty some odd years later, and we are now serving two point two million kids in twenty five different countries, wow. uh, all because of Everett Swanson, who saw a need, broke his heart, yeah, and he did something about it. And so our strategy is, uh, releasing children from poverty okay. in Jesus' name.
0: Okay, so what does that mean? To release, po- re- releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. Yeah, What, it's is, real what, simple, is, what right? does that mean? I can, I can, I can, <laughs> I can grasp the uh, releasing from poverty. Is that like we're we're lining their pockets with some cash? Right. In yeah. Jesus' name. What, what What do you got?
1: Well, you know, so compassion is a holistic ministry, right? Okay. And so. Um, you you hear all throughout scripture, you read the scriptures, you see how um, that's an important thing, right? So these kids that are part of Compassion International, they're going to get clean water, they're going to get food, they're going to get the medical attention that they need, but more importantly than all of that, they're going to get Jesus. Uh, We had just a, a great weekend this past weekend that I got to have a conversation with one of our alumni, and our alumni just made a comment. He said, you know, when Jesus... Uh, came into my life, poverty left, hmm. and so it's a bigger picture than just food or water. Yeah. Uh, poverty is a condition of the heart, uh, and I think even a lot of people in the United States struggle with poverty, spiritual poverty. Right. Um, but but yeah, it's a great question to to ask the question of, okay, how do we do this right? And so we come alongside, in everything we do is through the local church. Okay. So when I say that we are in 25 different countries, we are partnering with about 8,200 churches worldwide. Wow. And our desire is that we come in and we connect with those local churches, and we allow those churches to be the, the conduit of, of God's grace and love and mercy. So that's, so,
0: that's, that's, that's partnering with churches uh, worldwide, not in the same way that, that, that we are with Colonial right now.
1: Well, very similar. Okay. Right, so very similar. So what basically what I get to do is I get to connect with churches in the U.S. So my role at Compassion is to connect with U.S. churches. Okay. And then the bigger picture is to connect U.S. churches, like Colonial, right. with churches that are in different parts of the world, like, say, for example, Mexico, Okay. that are dealing with this poverty issue uh, front and center, right, the whole thing about uh, food and clean water and that sort of poverty. Mm. So if we can connect— colonial with the church there and say, okay, what's it going to look like for us as a church in the U.S. to partner with this church in Mexico to help release these kids from poverty okay. in Jesus' name? So okay. that's, what, that's what it comes down to. That's the beauty of how we work. Um, I'm a strong believer in the local church. Uh, my background could tell you that. I served at different churches uh, for about 18 years of my ministry before coming on with Compassion International. Uh, but the thing that got me really to say yes to this role is that everything we do is through the local church. Mm. And I knew that I could put my life behind that uh, because it's not something—and that's what sets us apart from other organizations. Okay. There's a lot of other great organizations out there that yeah. are doing a great work, uh, but we do it all through the local church. Um, so if you were ever to go on a trip with me and see it, the the work of Compassion up close and personal mm-hmm. in one of these 25 countries that we serve— uh, you wouldn't see a lot of Compassion International signage uh, because that's not our desire. That's not that's not our um, that's not our strategy. Our strategy is to come alongside these churches. So when you go to these churches, you will see the work being played out. But yeah. it's the pastor of those churches and it's those churches that are that are doing the work. Uh, and so where does the engine behind that work?
0: So the difference then between uh, you sponsoring a kid through compassion and some other organization that also uh, does child sponsorships mm-hmm. is that, that that everything that you're you're basically going to a local church and finding the children that are around there, right? Is that what I'm assuming? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, so every child that is in compassion has to be connected to a local church because that's what we do. So okay. You can almost kind of envision, uh, the work of compassion is P- being kind of like a, an ongoing, never-ending VBS, okay. right? Uh, and, and I say that because a lot of people in the United States can understand right. VBS. We get VBS, right? yeah, we can understand. And that. so, but without a church, we couldn't do the work. We we don't do the work because that's how we do everything. So, um, so yeah, that's that's it. So these kids come to the church, and that's where they're going to get their food. They're going to get the clean water. They're going to get the education. They're going to get medical care, but they're going to get Jesus. Mm. Uh, as being the primary thing. So if you do the quick math, you get 2.2 million kids that are part of the Compassion Project, uh, the, pro- the the program. Uh, you have about 125,000 kids per year make a first-time profession of faith wow. with
0: compassion. That's incredible.
1: So it's, it really is incredible. So if you do the quick math on that, which I'm not a math petition, but uh, it's about <laughs> one every four minutes. Uh, A child gives their life to Jesus through compassion. Wow. Um, So you can kind of see his salvation and Jesus, you know, we're gospel-centered. Yeah. So not only—yeah,
0: so just like you're saying, not only are we feeding the kid and taking care of their medical issues and uh, school education, you said education as well. Right, right. And—but they are being— uh, Given the gospel, shown the gospel, and right. taught the gospel, all through it, all as well. holistic approach mm. for sure. That's yep. really cool. So, okay, so what qualifies a kid to be a compassion kid?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, so in our 25 countries, we have 25 national offices. We actually have 26 national offices. There's two in Indonesia, but all of those decisions are done through those national offices. Mm. So we allow those that are local to those countries to kind of go through those processes of, okay, you know, the audit, right, of making sure that the families that are going to be part of a compassion program are those that really need it, right? Because our strategy is those that are the poorest of the poor okay. and the kids. So most of these kids are living on about $2 or, $2 or less a day. Mm. And so we want to make sure that those kids really are in those need, you know, those that are in need. And so um, the 25, or them sorry, the 26 national offices will do audits and say, okay, of this community, uh, is this community does it fit the criteria? And there are criteria that we say, okay, this fits, and we can start a, a compassion program within this church. Um, I get asked a lot, hey, do you, are you guys in Costa Rica? Are you guys in? You guys in China, you guys in different parts of the world. And a lot of times my answer is no, but it doesn't mean that there's not poverty in those places. Right. But it's kind of twofold. Number one, um, it's the poorest of the poor. That's where we're going to be. But then also, secondly, uh, we're not in some places because of how we work. Like I said, everything's done through the local church. So we can't be. In mm. places like China, right, we can't be in places like India. Although we did a great work in India for many years, we recently were asked to leave mm. because of the nature of how we do everything. We yeah. do.
0: Hmm. Well, I was looking at uh, I was looking at some of the numbers. Um, so on top of the uh, you know the number of kids that are making decisions to follow Jesus. Um, I saw some of these, uh, 40% are, are more likely to finish their secondary education, 80% are more likely to graduate college, 75% are more likely to become leaders in the community. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it sounds like, uh, it, I mean, that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that...
1: Well, again, it's, it's a holistic approach, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you start caring for people um, holistically, you know, you really kind of pull them out of some of the environments that have kind of kept them down. For so many years. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you got to understand, you know, it's like some of the, the contexts of, of what we deal with. Like, for example, if you're looking at the country of El Salvador, right? And so we do a great work in El Salvador, but, you know, one of the things that we fight against is gang violence. Hmm. And so young boys are going to be recruited to be a yeah. part of gangs right. in El Salvador. Well, if they're part of a compassion program with the local church, that's going to keep them out of that pressure mm. to be recruited for a gang, right? And so if they're in that environment longer, they're going to get better education. They're going to be equipped with traits and skills that's going to allow them to kind of rise above the circumstances that they've been in. Mm. So, but you got to understand so that that's El Salvador, it happens other places contextually and right. culturally it looks sometimes different, but Yeah, I mean the longer they're in the program, the more likely they're going to be successful. And I think that that kind of shows up in the stats.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that's those are those are pretty incredible stats. Yeah, powerful. Yeah. Okay, so (laughs) it it works, man. I tell you, that's apparently at the end of
1: the day, that's that's why I love what I get to do, is because when pastors understand, okay, how we work, number one, is through the local church. And number two, man, this works. You know, mm-hmm. it really does. And so I think you guys are going to be blessed uh, when you guys get to hear the story. You know, Colonial, when they hear the story of my friend Kiwi, mm. when she comes uh, on December the 5th, you're going to hear her story, and you're going to understand how powerfully it does work. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so it's 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 based on the gospel, and it's Christ-focused. Um, it's based on, uh, and it's, it's focused on churches mm-hmm. and the children around there. Right. So what, what does the, what does the money go to? Like, what, what, what does the sponsorship actually, like you, you said, okay, um, you know, the, the food the medical the education, where's the money going? Right. Are we, are we, is the, is the money going to like a, this church? And so therefore mm-hmm. this church can then take care of these areas. How's that, how's that work?
1: No, another great question. I think some people kind of have the preconceived notion that the $38 a month to sponsor a kid is going directly to the kid. Um, And so what I would say is that money, that $38 a month to sponsor a child, is going toward those churches that those kids are a part of. Okay. Uh, So it's almost like those churches will take that money in as being their operating budget. And that's how they're going to get the food to provide to those kids, um, the education, the curriculum, the things like that that kind of go a long mm-hmm. way. You know, even the, the even the um, the uniforms that, that they might wear for school. Um, I think you can kind of get a better bang for your dollar, you know, so to speak, if you can kind of pull your resources together and buy things in bulk. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, that's one of the things I tell people is that, hey, the $38 a month, it goes to the church in which the kids are a part of, and then that church... Evenly distributes that out to the kids as an operating budget for for their church, and so, um, and then you got also under, you got also understand that the kids that are part of the church and the part of the program, um, it's it's the kid that's going to be reaping a lot of the benefits, but it's the families as well. I mm. mean, even here in the United States, that's why we put such an emphasis on children's ministry, yeah. right? Because we understand that hey, when you reach a child, mm-hmm. you're reaching a family, right? You know, and so we understand that fully as well. Right. And so when that child is part of a program, um, and, and we do limit, um, you know, one child per family to be a part of the compassion program, um, not because we don't care for the siblings, but we also understand that 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 hey, that kid's going to be a part of the program, the family's going to reap the benefits as well. And so we're trying to make an impact on as many family units mm. as possible.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I think about, uh, um, you know, one of, the, one of the previous churches I was at, and there was a kid that, uh, um, I, I remember this this mom was telling us about why they were back. They were back again, and she was like, yeah, our, our kid basically wouldn't stop talking. The kid would not shut up about going to donut church, you know, because oh, yeah. there was donuts available, and the kid loved that. And <laughs> right. so it was like, that was why we were, you know, but it got them there. It got them inside the building, and right. it was, you know, the kid was then then doing the same thing. I mean, I think about times that, you know, my kids are like, uh, are we, are we going? And I'm like, yeah, but it's, I took the weekend off and they're like, but we need to go to church. And I'm like, but there's donuts but. there, dad. Come on. <laughs> that's right, that's right. So, okay. So, um, so let's shift gears towards December 5th, right? Okay. So, yeah. so uh, I don't know if you're going to be here or not, but I'm gonna um, do my best. You, you yeah. talked about Kiwi being down here. Um, mm-hmm. and, and this is a, that she's a compassion grad who is going to share her story with us, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So, what can we expect from? I'm not talking about like like the 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 order of service or any of that, but mm-hmm. like what can we expect from that weekend? if i'm I'm learning about compassion for the first time right now, mm-hmm. uh, I'm considering sponsoring a kid, what what can I expect coming into that weekend? Yeah, so that
1: weekend's gonna be great. So you have the journey that you guys are hosting the journey uh, okay. that's starting up, I think on Friday, right and It's gonna run Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Actually, I and, think, I
0: think we're, we're doing it Saturday and Sunday, Friday. Okay, yeah, is like so a setup. yeah, so that's just why we're having Sunday. this conversation, right? So you're correcting <laughs> right, me on the spot. Right.
1: So no, I, you guys are going to be blessed by the journey because what it is is basically inside the walls of your church, it's mm-hmm. going to be a setup experience in which families and individuals can go through it, and it's a state. It's a station by station. Um, we call it the journey because right. it's a journey through the life of someone who has lived through. Um, poverty. And and so they're going to get to put a headset on. Uh, They're going to get to walk station by station and take in the story of someone that's been uh, through the program. Um, And it kind of just, it it puts yourself in the story, Mm. which I'm really excited about. So they're going to get to experience that. Your people are going to get to experience that uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, But then you're also on Sunday, you're going to get to hear the story of Kiwi. And I'm not going to take uh, any of the time this this yeah. Don't steal uh, today her to steal any of her thunder? Yeah, because <laughs> her power her story is a powerful story. Uh, she grew up in the Philippines, um, but she is just a sweet sweet individual that that is like you said. She's what we call compassion alumni, someone who's been through uh, the program, grew up through the program uh, of compassion. But uh, so your people are going to be um, presented with an opportunity on that weekend to sponsor a child and. Um, through your partnership, you guys have decided to focus your area on Mexico, which there's a lot of uh, things that God is at great work in Mexico mm-hmm. right now through Compassion. Mm-hmm. And so you guys are going to have the opportunity uh, as a church uh, to walk through, experience the journey, hear the story of someone who's lived through it with Kiwi, but then at the end of the day, be given the opportunity to sponsor a child in a, in a focused area of Mexico in which that's going to make all the world uh, of a difference because once you begin that relationship with the, with the sponsor child, uh, you're going to find that it's, it's a blessing both sides, right? You're going to be a blessing to the child that you're sponsoring, but it's going to be a blessing to those that are sponsors Mm. Uh, because it gives you an opportunity as a dad or like for me, you know, we sponsor a little boy in Brazil. His name's Levi. Okay. So when we pray at, at my, with my family, uh, we pray for Levi, mm. you know, and so I've got two boys that are teenagers that are going through high school, and it just kind of gives us a healthy perspective of how God has blessed us, but then also allows us to pray for those uh, that don't have what we have. Right, and so um, so that particular Sunday morning, uh, your people will come through. Uh, you'll you'll have tables set up in your lobby or around the church, um, in which they can walk up, and you'll have packets, child packets, um, of Little boys and girls from all different ages, in which they can choose and begin to sponsor, and it's a really simple, easy process. It takes about three to four minutes uh, to fill out the card to begin the sponsorship. But the beauty of it is, it, it puts in motion um, a relationship that makes an impact uh, for eternity.
0: Okay, so what you're talking about, like um, doing a sponsorship and and you know praying for that kid. Um, with your children. So what what, is that, what does a sponsorship actually look like? Is it just a check that's $38 a month and I send off a check or credit card or whatever? And yeah. then when we remember to pray for them, we pray for them. <laughs> oh, what, is it, what does the sponsorship look well,
1: like? Well, we kind of hope that, that once you begin sponsorship, it becomes a valued relationship, right? And so okay. it's the bread and butter of what compassion does is the one-to-one sponsorship. And so Every sponsored child is connected to a sponsor. So it's a one-to-one relationship. And so when that happens, yeah, the $38 a month is the recurring monthly uh, expense, but, but we really strongly encourage our sponsors uh, to write letters back okay. and forth to their sponsored child. Uh, and what you'll find and what you'll hear from Kiwi's story, along with countless other alumni that have been through the program, is... How incredibly important those sponsor letters are, mm. right? And so, we really encourage them say, Hey, you know, as a family, write the letter, as an individual, write the letter. If you have children, uh, write the letters or draw pictures and send them back and forth. Because what happens is uh, that relationship is deepened the more you communicate with them, right? Okay. So, um, so yeah, you, you begin the relationship, and, it, and it's a monthly expense of $38 a month. We found that. Um, I've got two boys, my wife and I, right. So we go to Chick Fil A, and we spend more, we spend more oh money gosh, at yes. one drive-through at yes. Chick Fil A <laughs> than we do in sponsoring one child for the month, mm-hmm. right. And so it, it is an expense; it's something to consider. But man, the the relationship that you start and the letters back and forth, it's invaluable, mm. right. It it allows me an opportunity to disciple my own kids, right, through this process. But then in that Um, For example, I just heard another story this past weekend of alumni sharing their story, and they said, in the writing back and forth of the letters, I heard three words that I'd never heard before. Mm. And it was for the first time I heard them in a letter, and it was from my sponsor, and those words were, I love you. Hmm. And so you can imagine, right? I mean, this particular alumni was growing up in Kenya, and little boy had never heard the words, I love you, and he heard them for the first time through a letter from his sponsor that was oh. living in the United States. yeah, And so from that, that relationship just grew. And, uh, you know, he tells the story now that that particular sponsor uh, became his best man in his mm. wedding. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's my friend Owen that okay. grew up in Kenya. I think he had the opportunity yeah. to meet Owen as well yeah. on a recent trip that we went on together. Uh, but it just it just shows the importance of the letters, right, and the, and the relationship, um, and so we strongly encourage that to be the the case. So it's not just a transactional yeah thing. It's not, like yay, money. Yeah,
0: I, I get to feel better because I checked the box. Right, okay. right.
1: Now, now there's part of that, right? I mean, the writing of the the check is kind of like tithing. Sure. Right? I mean, it's something that that should bring joy, mm-hmm. right? Because you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. But we hope that it doesn't just stop with writing of the yeah. check. We want it to be writing of letters and, and building a relationship
0: that so, will last. So you said it's one-to-one, one, so there's nobody else that's writing letters to my kid. No. Right? No,
1: that's the thing. Is uh, It's so funny you say that because even this past weekend I was at a church event, and you have the packets, the child packets all over the tables, and you have families coming up to the tables. And it's really interesting because every family can choose their sponsored child differently. Sometimes they walk up to the table and they're looking for a birth date that kind of links up with one of their kids, right? Or something. So, and and that helps because it's like, okay, now if I, if we're going to celebrate our son's birthday, we also can now be reminded to possibly send our sponsor child a gift or write him a letter. Hmm. So it just kind of, you know, helps us to remember, right? So, but, but as they were walking up to the tables this weekend, they began to have a conversation with me about the kids on these packets, and I said, now, the beauty of it, and I believe one of the, the packets, the, the child's name was Kevin, and uh, he is in Honduras. Okay. And I said, now, the beauty of how we do things, right, It's the one-to-one sponsorship to to a child is that we don't print 10, 15 packets that Kev- has Kevin's, Kevin's not, name on it Kevin's not from all Honduras. the Right, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and then we don't <laughs> send it out to 10 or 15 different churches yeah. on that particular weekend. Uh, we just don't do it that way. Um, so the way that that works is... Kevin who was at this particular church this past weekend from Honduras that was his one opportunity to be sponsored. Mm. And so when mm. someone grabs that packet and begins to fill out that packet, that's Kevin's one shot to be sponsored. And so that's why we tell people who pick up a packet, hey, understand that this is their one shot. So don't walk off with this packet, don't lose it. Now we have systems in in place uh-huh. that if, you know, something doesn't happen and that child doesn't get sponsored, then they will be put back into a sponsorship pool later in hopes that they get sponsored. But for that particular weekend, that's
0: their one shot. So if you and pick so, up, if you pick up Kevin's packet, yeah, you don't, yeah. and you do you decide not to, or you lose it in the car and you find it months later, like yeah. Kevin's, Kevin's not been a part of this. Well, it's all you, it's all on yeah. you,
1: right? So the guilt, tr- no, I'm kidding he didn't right. get to, he
0: didn't get to hear the, uh, the, the, the only get one shot, not uh, machine. You know, I got, I got, I got a rap song going through my head right there now. There you go. Yeah. I think you were taken back. <laughs> that's right. So, uh Okay, so so when these you're, you're gathering the kids from a specific, and we talked about um, Oaxaca, Mexico, right? Um, or or is that just a maybe? Okay, cool. Well, we'll yeah. So there's a <laughs> there's a
1: focused area in Mexico. Um, I, I'm not exactly sure, just off the top of my head. Um, but so the, so
0: the kids come from there, and the kids that are are not sponsored. Um, that means that these kids are not not a part of the program. Um, you know, I, I can imagine there's probably a lot of kids running around. Um, is this just kind of open to everybody? And how's that? How's that? Yeah. Work?
1: So so every every year we we register kids okay, uh, to be sponsored. Right. And so uh, we have kids that are registered that are waiting on sponsorship um, that are literally just waiting for a church in the U.S., a church mm-hmm. like Colonial to say, hey, come alongside and say, OK, we're going to be a part of this. And we want to sponsor from this particular church, and so we do have kids that are waiting, and some have been waiting for a long time. Mm. Some haven't been waiting as long as others. Um, COVID kind of threw things off for us, sure. <laughs> as you can imagine. Right. It threw everything off for everybody. Right. Um, but I think at one particular time we had about two hundred and forty thousand kids that were directly related to COVID, mm. and and were on a waiting list. Okay. So if you think about that for a second, uh, we had pre-registered all these kids. For all the events that were coming up, events like you guys are going to have in December. Well, when COVID hit, everything was pressed. Everything we pressed pause for everything. Right. And so all those events, that all those kids that were registered for, are now kind of just waiting. Right. Now Mm. the beauty of that, and what I'm very proud of with Compassion is, you know, if those kids were registered, Compassion started fitting the bill for that, and they started sponsoring those kids, so Mm. to speak, and making sure that they were being provided for. Um, And so now we're really focusing on getting those kids sponsors, Mm. right? And so, yeah, so the way I'm kind of looking at it right now is I believe that there's going to be roughly about 200 kids that are going to be available for sponsorship the weekend of uh, December 3rd through the 5th here at Colonial. Uh, The beauty of that is uh, if one child gets sponsored, we're going to celebrate. If we get all of those kids sponsored, man— Praise the Lord, yeah. right? And so, uh, but that's what we're going to have available from our particular focus area of Mexico. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, there's going to be um, a great opportunity for your people to 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 really step up and be a part of something bigger than themselves, but then also part of a strategic plan of colonial, because right. now the beauty of it, and I don't... I hope I'm not letting too much it's of the good. cat out of it's the good. bag. good. Go for it. Do it. But the beauty of it is when you begin that relationship, and it kind of mm-hmm. goes back to what we were just talking about, right? It's not just writing the letters. It's not just writing a check. But there's opportunities as well that if down the road your church wants to take a short-term mission trip mm-hmm. to Mexico, you can go and, and actually meet those kids that you're sponsoring. You
0: go to that specific area. Right.
1: And you can actually wrap your arms around these kids and wow. hug them and hang out with them. Yeah. And it really deepens that relationship. That's a game changer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so um, I've been sponsoring, like I said, a little boy in Brazil. His name's Levi. And I've not yet had the opportunity to meet him, but I hope one day that I can. Right. But your people that come and they sponsor on that weekend, and as you guys are thinking about your short-term mission trips right. and the strategy, whatever that looks like down the road, right. that's that's a really cool idea to think, man, mm-hmm. one day I could go on a trip and meet the the child that I've been writing letters to yeah uh, the child's picture that's hanging on our fridge we can actually hang out with them right. and, and, and deepen that relationship so uh, that that's where it gets a lot of fun and that's where it kind of goes from just the writing of the check every month mm-hmm. is is the relationship yeah
0: yeah okay so so compassion is all about um, being based in the local church it's about kids kids mm-hmm. that are under two dollars a day um, and and just bringing kids in and teaching them. Basically, meeting their physical needs as well as their spiritual needs in in the best way that we can. Absolutely, right? yeah. So, um, if if I'm considering, uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to December the the fifth that we that we've got coming up, and I'm I'm listening to this, or I've heard I've heard us talk about it on stage over the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, and I'm and I'm considering, okay, maybe I want to do this, maybe I don't you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still debating in my head. What would you say to somebody that's, are, are you going to be, are you going to be standing there with like puppy dog eyes, holding the, <laughs> holding a packet going, this one's for you. Don't Absolutely. say no. To I am. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So what would you say to somebody who's, who's kicking the tires and trying to figure out whether or not they want to do it?
1: Well, so, so here's what I would say. I would say, you know, very simply to do it, mm. right? And it, you know, I'm a little bit biased because I <laughs> I, I work for the organization right. Compassion, but I but also say it from a sponsor standpoint. I tell you, man, there's not a better thirty eight dollars a month that I spend. Mm. There just really isn't, yeah, uh, because I know it's going to something that's going to be um, uh, put to great use. That's going to be bigger than what I can provide, right? Uh, but I would say you know to do it because it, it's part of something that. It's going to stretch you, right? I mean, yeah. I would imagine it. It will, but I think everything that's worth it does. Um, and so, I think um, just the idea of of playing a part of that and saying, "Yeah, I think I'm going to be a part of something bigger than myself." Yeah, is is reason enough to say yes
0: to to start that? Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'm excited about what uh, what God has in store for. Uh, for colonial here and partnering with with compassion and uh, what that looks like personally and with with uh, all of our families getting to uh, having the option of, of of being able to be a part of that and so I'm I'm pretty excited about that. So. Yeah, I'm
1: excited too. I and thank you again for allowing me to be on this you know podcast. Yeah, but, absolutely. But more so than that, just I mean your church. I mean, I, I'm a big believer. Like I said, in the local church. Yeah. And and I just love how we work, but but especially with you guys, uh, Colonial, just having the heart to say, yeah, we want to step in and we want to be a part of releasing kids from poverty in Jesus' name. I can't thank you enough yeah. um, on behalf of the kids, yeah. Uh, right, on, on behalf of the kids <laughs> in Mexico that are going to be sponsored the weekend right. of December 3rd through the 5th, um, I can't thank you enough mm. because it really is an everlasting impact. That maybe one day your people will see face to face on a trip and get to see the kids, but the reality is there's going to be some that may not ever see that yeah. come to realization, right? Yeah. But also knowing that God's plan is at work, and and you know that's going to make a big big difference yeah. in the lives of those that you may or may not ever see. Hmm. Um, so thank you.
0: Yeah well steve thank you for your time thanks for uh, for coming and hanging out with us and for helping us get this all set up for uh, a couple of weeks down the road so
1: yeah no i'm looking forward to it And like i said i don't live far from here and so i'm planning to be here as well That's so right. uh yeah i'm looking forward to it. it's gonna be a great great weekend
0: awesome well thanks for being here I appreciate it thanks